Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Crystal, Rachel, and Adam. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hi. Hello. Okay. Well, there's been a lot of news that came out this week, so let's get started right away. I'm going to go to Adam, and he's going to talk about a hotel that is near and dear to Mark's heart, but Mark's not here. Oh. Hi, Mark. We miss you. Hey, Mark. We miss you. Hey. Chained near, in the basement. This is near <laughs> and dear to everybody's heart. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, the new multi-day vacation experience. It's more than a hotel; it's an experience. This is that. Ho- this is that Star Wars hotel that we're all waiting on bated breath for, and uh, yes. Disney's Hollywood Studios. They have announced that bookings will be open at the end of the year. Okay. I do not have so... a date. Just the end of the year. Okay, so if it's open at the end of the year, what do you guys think? Six months out? Probably, so people can do dining. Not not open at the end of the year, just booking is open. Right, for, right. but year. if you're booking, are they going to let you book six months out? I do you know what I'm so, saying? Right. Yeah. Oh, I see. So yeah. summer and time for the 50th and everything else and all the – so you, what else do you have opening? You've got – um, Guardians of the Galaxy is opening in 2021, probably in the summer. And you've got that. That's and a couple Tron. big things to open. Tron. Yeah. Tron. Oh, right. Tron. Tron. When is Tron? Does anyone have any idea when that's opening? Tron might be testing at the end of this year. Oh, okay. All right. Well, if they're now, how do, what do you mean by testing? Do you mean like cast member testing? Yeah. Cast member okay. or like maybe, maybe previews if they're going to do. AP preview type things. Okay. Gosh, that's such a loss on me because I saw it when I was there at Christmas time and I thought, oh, no, thank you. Because <laughs> you could see the shell, you could, you know, because there were no walls up or anything and you could see the track. I thought, mm, nah. I think so, it'll be all right. You think I it'll like be okay? It. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. So if Do you're you not scared. Like, yeah. Are you, you're not a coaster person, Crystal? I not i mean i'm not really that crazy about coasters i'll try it once but it's not i my favorite is slinky slinky dog is like my perfect level of (laughs) intensity i agree i agree because there's like enough scary going on and it's a long ride and there's all kinds of great theming yeah right Right. I yeah. can look around. I know. <laughs> what do you get scared at all on it? Because I don't like that part where it stops and then it backs up and then it goes boom. I mean, I like it, but I am scared. Is what I'm saying. That gets my adrenaline going when yeah. it, when it does that. Yeah, definitely. That's the scariest part. Okay, I want to go on that with you. We can be scared together. Yay! We'll be the people. There'll be like seven year olds behind us going, "Oh my God, what's wrong with them?" <laughs> hands up hands up no, hands. that that actually happened to me at tower of terror once i was in line and a little girl could not have been more than seven years old looked up to me and said don't be scared i was like get out of here kid you God, smart I hate, pants hate that ride. yeah i hate that one too so adam is it still so it's three nights right you've got a book for three nights it's kind of like going on a cruise you go through it with the same people they announced it was two night experience Oh, it's a two-night. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Do you think you could sustain disbelief that you're on a Star Cruiser for two days? Yes and no. If I'm on the the Cruiser, yes, Mm -hmm. because they – 
apparently won't have like any contact with the outside world, which I'm kind of looking. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Wait, I, are you doing this? Do you think? Oh, absolutely. Oh, thank God! I'm so happy because <laughs> I'm his travel agent. Not gonna lie. Okay. If they're going to promise me, you know, no phones, no TV, full immersion, and it comes with the lightsaber, I better not have to pay for the lightsaber. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, they should give you a special one. Yeah, like a real one, right? Yeah. Well, maybe not too real. You don't need to be slicing like people in half. <laughs> Uh, okay, if, wait, let me, can I get this straight for a second? Wait, so this is like an immersion, so it's two nights in this experience with no phones and no windows, well, right? Right. Basically. Sounds terrible, doesn't it? It sounds awful. It <laughs> does. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm right with you. Okay, Adam. We definitely need to hang out together, Crystal, because so far <laughs> we've determined we don't want to stay at a, you know, have a multi-thousand dollar experience for two days. We'll we'll be fine oh, elsewhere. They have pricing isn't announced yet, so we don't know how many thousands of dollars you'll yeah. be spending on this. But what is going to probably break that is then when you go to Batu, and you see the regular guests in regular street clothing, in you know doing regular normal things. So you're going to go so from you're, you're going to go from going being on there. the ship where everybody's doing the same thing to Batu where you're mixed in with. The rest of the the population. Riffraff. I mean, population. That's right. <laughs> That's what you're going to be thinking. Look at these riffraff. They don't have a special costume because you've got to wear the costume and everything, right? I mean, it wouldn't. You'd be totally. It would just look weird if you didn't. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This is going to be an interesting experience for people who can swing that kind of money and sustain disbelief for you know X number of days. Okay. And I think they have like setups like you have maybe a double room, but also you can get a room for six. So that would like be cheaper. So you could get like you and Tony and Mark Garrett, his friend. I mean, you guys could get like a bunch of nerds in the same room. I'm sure that would smell great. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think they have Dirt showers smell. in space, don't they? Well, you know what? I don't know. They don't have bras in was... space. So. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's what Carrie Fisher said that, yep. you know, George Lucas told her, which is a terrible thing to say to a young girl. Shame on him. Okay. That's so bad. I know, right? It's the funniest thing. I was reading her book, and I just saw that, and I cracked up. There's no underwear in space. Okay. All right. Moving on. Let's go ahead. I'm I'm going to do one because it's a quick one, but it's a fun one. Everybody knows how much I love Carousel of Progress. I always joke that they're in my imaginary plastic family. And imagine the horror of people in the 1920s scene when John's hand fell off. <gasps> I mean, really. His hand Can you just, imagine? just fell off as if somebody sliced I, it with a lightsaber? It kind of looked like they did, actually, hmm. from the pictures. I was a little disturbed. You know, that's like one of my relatives. So <laughs> it wasn't good for me. But, you know, I mean, it's an older ride. And as soon as I saw that, I thought, are they going to maybe refurbish it or something? You know, it is indicative of, uh, might be indicative of further repairs needed or yeah. refurb. Yeah, you know. Yeah, probably. You know, I've always sort of fantasized about like maybe that last room getting a nice refurb, a little bit of an update, because it's just so ugly. I mean, the <laughs> '90s were not great for interior design. I think all of us agree <laughs> they weren't good. I mean, Adam might not remember because he was a baby. But, um, Adam, you were born into an ugly era. So, um, 
Yeah, I don't I could... want them to get rid of the slouchy socks, though. I like the slouchy, oh, yeah, the slouchy socks. socks. Now, did you ever have a pair of those, or were you too young for those? No, I totally had a million pairs of those. Did you and really? I loved them. God, yes. so awful. With the white heads. <laughs> the white heads. Yeah. yeah I, great. It's, and my shirt was pulled to the side, kind of low in a knot. Oh, Remember my that? gosh. See, I wasn't that stylish because at that during that era, I was going the other direction with the black tights and the dark Doc Martens and the dress. And I would wear that to my conservative job at Florida Department of Law Enforcement, where I was labeled a weirdo, you know, anyway. But then I would just reinforce it with my Doc Martens. They were so cute. They're back yeah. in style. I know. I've seen the kids wearing them. But, you know, if you've worn them once, you shouldn't wear them again. That's what they say. <laughs> which is why I won't be wearing stirrup pants if they ever come back in either. So I know you don't, I, you don't remember those. I do. You are really flattering me right now, but yes, I do. I had those. They were the remember most this. uncomfortable. Anyway. Yes, and you'd put them in your shoes and you're like, this is not good. I don't need more stuff in my shoes. I've already got socks in there. Why do I need this little thing under my foot? Yeah. It was annoying. Why I, I want your legs to look bloated. Exactly. What I don't what remember we, the point of this. I mean, I remember my mom trying to make me wear them and I couldn't stand them. But what was the point in the stirrup? It was kind of like the fit of the pant. Yeah. yeah. I guess I would wear work with boots. You know, if you had boots on, people couldn't see how stupid they looked. But yeah. See, when I when the stirrup pants came out, I was living in Germany and the Germans fully embraced the stirrup pants. So then I came back to the States and they weren't wearing them at the time. And then like because Europe at that time now nowadays, that's not the case. But back in the old dark ages, Europeans used to be a little bit ahead of us, like maybe a year or two. And so, like, they took a while to, to reach the States. So I was like a forerunner of fashion. Unfortunately, I gained 10 pounds, so my stirrup pants from Germany, I couldn't wear them. So I just walked around in regular pants. It's just a little insight into my life. Okay. Not that anyone needed to know that part. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to move on because this has nothing at all to do with that news story. But, I mean, Carousel of Progress, slouchy socks. It is what it is. Okay. All right, I am going to, I'm going to move on to Crystal because like we saw this and we were like, oh my gosh, how, how soon can I get this? So go ahead, Crystal. Really exciting news. So fast passes are now available for opening day and onward for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yay. <gasps> opening day is March 4th. So, so soon. So if you go on your My Disney Experience app now or on your computer, you can make yourself a FastPass reservation for them if you're within the window. And uh, you'll be able to choose, it's, it's tier, it's, I think, I believe it's a tier one because you can choose from uh, the Runaway Railway, excuse me, Millennium Falcon or Slinky Dog Dash. So you can only choose one of those as your uh, tier one fast pass experience. Well, and if you have already booked your fast passes for the upcoming, you know, February, wait, March, and you weren't able to get a good time for Slinky Dog or you couldn't get it, go back and look because oh. lots more times have become available because people have switched their Slinky Dog to Runaway Railway. That's so hard to say. That is, it is so hard to say, right? I know. Runaway Railway. 
excellent point. Yeah. I didn't even so, think about that. That is so a good point. I had somebody that I couldn't get their fast pass until 5.30 in the evening for Slinky Dog. And today I was able to make it at 10.30 in the morning. And there was so much availability for it because so many people changed to Runaway Railway. That must be why I was able to get one, too, because, I mean, I went in because I'm, I'm going to be there the day it opens, and there was nothing available, but I was able to get a good fast pass, so I was kind of surprised by that. That's good to know. That's why. Oh, I'm super excited for this ride. I'm I so am too. super excited. I'm going to uh, – I will take lots of pictures for you guys, and, uh, I mean, hopefully I get on because I'm only there overnight, so I'll come in the third, then I'm – my goal is to just go there first thing in the morning and then um you know go over to epcot because that's also the first day of flower and garden so there's a lot going on on march 4th have y'all honestly heard much about this ride because i i know i try to live no. in a bubble when rides are coming out but i haven't heard anything really same yeah i haven't heard a lot i have heard a little i've heard a little um and if you go on the disney parks blog they do kind of explain it explain the premise of it where you're you're actually going to be entering their cartoon like a new cartoon short called perfect picnic but okay. and i believe the the pre-show it's another it's structured to have a very in-depth pre-show it's it's another ride with a with a big pre-show so that's kind okay. of interesting i heard that that makes up a big part of it and it's really um it's pretty immersive. Well, I can see why they would have that pre-show because they have that big theater there. So that kind of makes sense. They have a, right, they have the right. space for it at least. And it's in two and a half D. So it's like three-dimensional, but you're not wearing glasses. Hmm. So it's like a flat surface that has depth, and then they're going to project images onto the surface. Okay. It's going to be something we've never seen before. Well, that's what they're saying. That is the one, like, I agree with Rachel. I haven't heard much about it, um, but I have heard everyone's like, you'll never see anything like this. You know, you haven't seen anything like this yet. So, I mean, who knows, but I'm excited. It's going to be I, slow, I was... a slow-moving dark ride, which we have not gotten since, like, Little Mermaid in Magic Kingdom, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. That park needs more things for everybody to do, I think. So and... it is slow moving? Yeah. Well, what would you think? Did you think it was going to be more like a roller coaster? Because that's kind of what I thought well, until someone said it was trackless. Runaway Railway makes yeah. me think it's a little fast. Well, and also the pictures make it look a little fast. Yes. So, yeah, I can totally see why you would I, think that. I think maybe they're going to, the images are going to be moving faster than what you actually perceive that you are moving at. Because there's no height requirement oh. on this ride. Do you have inside information you're not telling us about? I'm just, t I'm telling you everything I know. I got it all okay. right here. Wait, so you're going to feel like you're moving faster than you are? I just think they, the idea of, that building is only so big and it's got no height requirements. So it can only go so fast, right? Right. So because the what you're looking at is a projected image, it's not a physical set, they can roll that set past your your head and your face, your field of vision, fast, and it can make you appear that you're going fast, but you're really not. Yeah, okay. that's a slow. good point. 
just like on Soar and when you go down the Great Wall of China, like I feel like I'm going really fast and it terrifies me. Yeah, so you're right. saying like kind of that. Yeah, so, same, same idea. So we're you're not moving feel, at all. We can still feel like we're going fast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And again, there's no there's no height requirement. There might not be a lap bar. I'm not. It's probably like a seatbelt. I um, I heard it was a lap bar, but I I suspect the lap bar is actually designed to keep you from you know getting out and standing yeah. up or whatever. Yeah. Um, not to you know hold you in so you don't you know injure yourself because it's going so fast. I was surprised that not to get off topic, but this is not a spoiler. I don't think it is. Rise of the Resistance is a seatbelt, and that's it. And you move quickly in that ride. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think you ride. You move that quickly. You don't think I so? mean, I'm no. I'm because like when because I remember we discussed the ride, and I remember Rachel being a little bit concerned because we had Kelly on, who is you know she knows tons of this stuff, and she um, talked about how you know Rachel had specifically asked about whether or not somebody who doesn't like attractions that move fast or whatever would be bothered by it, and and Kelly had said, yeah, you know, maybe. But so when I went on it, I went on it keeping that in mind. And my first thought was, is Rachel will be absolutely fine. So now mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, I'm sorry in, in advance, Rachel, <laughs> by the way. So but I just to the fast pass. How, how are you advising your clients? If you're just going to Hollywood Studios one day, which of the three do you do? And then if you're going two days, which of the three do you do? So I'm going to tell people to go ahead and do, it depends if they have, you know, little kids, I might not tell them to do standby for Millennium Falcon, but I'm probably going to tell them to do a fast pass for Slinky Dog because the sun is pretty hot when you're waiting out there, probably nine months out of the year, the line is really long. So I would rather wait in the indoor queue at Millennium Falcon than I would outdoors at Slinky Dog. And just for that reason alone. Also, I have found that if you go on if you go on a Millennium Falcon at like you know say during the fireworks or whatever, you can get on standby immediately. It's just basically a walk on. Um, and I hate to say that because obviously that's not always the case, but I've done that Christmas week and had no issues. So if you don't get on during the day, come back at night and try it. So then, what do you do day two? What do I do day two if I have two days? Then I would probably, oh, God, that's a tough one. I would probably, oh, gosh. I See, might it's really hard because you don't know anything about the ride, I feel. Well, that's, you know. that's, that's it. You don't know how fast the queue is going to move on the railway. I just feel like you don't really know what that, you, you make a point, you don't really know what the line is going to be like for um, runaway railway. That's the problem. And also the the bigger issue with that is how fast does it load people? Is it, you know, is it real fast or is, is it like, you know, is there a delay and all that? Or, you know, because I mean, like, I, I think we won't know until, you know, the time comes. Yeah, maybe the next day I would do Runaway Railway probably um, if I had two days. But if I only had one day, I would I would still do Slinky Dog just because I'm not a big fan of waiting outside in the hot sun in that queue. I think that queue is kind of a monster. And I know they didn't really have any other choice. I think they did as good a job as they could, but it's not pleasant, so – um, and I want to hear from um, Crystal. I'm sorry, I, I jumped right in. So, I this is a hard question just because I don't know how the queue will behave. Because if the queue is, 
if it's a quick if it's a quick cue, then I might do Slinky Dog. I definitely would do Slinky Dog. I think you're right, Chris, because that line is always huge and it could get really, really, really hot really quickly. And as for the second day, I don't really know. I really I think it depends on the family and I think it depends on the ride when it opens. We'll know after March fourth. Yeah. If, I think if it's a if it's a if it's a quick wait, then I wonder what the queue will be like. I really, you know, maybe it'll be kind of interesting. Maybe you won't mind standing on that line. Well, and I think that's kind of why Millennium Falcon, you know, the regular queue for Millennium Falcon works because there is lots of stuff to see. There are games that you can play while you're waiting in line. You know, if there's something like that with Runaway Railway, then, then that's, you're correct, I think, that, you know, people might not mind as much. Again, there is nothing when you're waiting for Slinky Dog. <laughs> Millennium Falcon has, it's it's a relatively quick line, right? It's not, it's not too, it does, mm-hmm. it's not, the wait is not too long. I mean, 45 minutes is 45 minutes, right? I did Millennium Falcon standby in Disneyland, 45 minutes, and you're moving. Yeah. But. Right. You're going to, you know, you got one fast pass to use for the three big popular rides. You're going to have to wait. If you rope drop one, you get a fast pass for the other. You're going to have to wait in line for something. I would wait at, in Millennium Falcon because Slinky Dog's queue, for the most part, is outside. You don't want to be waiting in the hot sun during yeah. that. And you don't want to be waiting in the middle of the afternoon when it might rain and it might go down because of the daily thunderstorms that fl- come through central Florida in the summertime. And then you got to dump the queue and then you don't get your place back in line when it comes back on. Millennium That's Falcon a- is very well maintained and it doesn't go down. I'm not going to say yeah. why to spoil it, but it's it's very efficient. So I think you're better off waiting in the line first, uh, Millennium Falcon than the other two. And you made a really good point because if you're, if you you have a lot more control over what's going on with Slinky Dog if you get that fast pass because if I get a fast pass for that at nine ten in the morning I probably wouldn't get it at nine I'd probably try to do standby um, then I'm not in danger of you know being you know having the ride closed down you know while I'm waiting so that's a really good point because I can control where I'm going it's not really maybe it's not going to rain at 10 in the morning but we all know it's raining at 2 in the middle of the summer probably yeah so that's that's actually a really good point i just hope that runaway railway makes me not miss the great movie ride even though i think yeah. i probably will miss it I've heard a lot of people say that. I think it's going to be cute. I don't necessarily like the way the Mickey is drawn. I'm not into that kind of look, but I think it's going to be good. I, if You know, they say it's a trackless vehicle. That's a really smooth ride. Adam, you've done Rise of the Resistance, so you know what that feels like. It's it's just different technology. It's it's just interesting to see what they're doing lately, you know? It's, yeah, so. it's unbelievable smooth that thing was so yeah it was amazing and that's kind of how that was how i felt on the remy ride in disneyland paris you know you get that smoothness and that's going to be opening this summer so another super cool ride that we're excited about oh just a final thing on this were you guys surprised that they didn't do boarding groups and were you surprised that there were no like i don't i don't see where there are any cast member or or pass holder previews on this either i guess no previews means that they're probably going to do cast member previews. 
Yeah. We just don't know about them because we're not cast members. But right. I know boarding groups, I think, because they're they're ready to go soon, whereas Rise of Resistance still is not fully operational. I also think it probably has good capacity, and maybe they feel like they can bounce the people around with regular Fast Pass standby and then a boarding group for Rise because you can't have... I guess they don't want too many people on boarding groups. Maybe they don't want two separate boarding groups operating at the same time. And I think it's fine. I think I think that I think that means that when it opens, it's going to be fully operational and ready to go, which is a good thing. Let's go on to Rachel. You have some updates on Disney's new island. Yes, I, I'm sad Tony's not here to go over this because I know this excites him a little bit more than it does me. But um, Disney Cruise Line has watched. They're a new website offering details about their plans for the Lighthouse Point, which will be their second private island location in the Bahamas. So this website is lighthousepointbahamas.com. And the different tabs you can click on are opportunity, environment, culture, community, progress, news, and frequently asked questions. So they are hoping to start um, developing this island later this year with expected completion of the area to be either in 2022 or 2023. Um, Disney, you know, has three new ships coming on board, and right now 75% of their cruises do stop in the Bahamas. So it only made sense that they needed to have another location for um, guests to visit. So last year, Disney purchased the, this part section of this island. They are still in talks about the development. However, if you do click on the progress, you can see an illustration of their plans, which is really exciting. You'll see that there is an adventure camp with trails and look at lookout towers. There are pedestrian nature trails. There's a spa and wellness area. And then of course, they're going to have your cabanas, your family beach, and uh, you know, some of the other things we love from Castaway Key. So that to me is one of the most exciting things is to see their concept plans. They said also that they're going to probably start hiring for operational roles or they're expected to begin in 2022 as well. I liked when I looked at the map that I saw that there was a road that was donated so locals could get to the beach. And I also like that there were areas set aside for environmental, you know, like wetlands and things like that. So you have to know Joe Rohde is going to be looking out for cultural, you know, being respectful of the local culture and also environmental, you know, concerns. So that was kind of great. Well, and I think some of the land is something, there's something to do about a state park or to give to the government for state park. Is, have y'all heard something about that? No, I didn't hear that. Oh, I read That's that. interesting though. I yeah. Long, but um, anyway, and it is exciting to read Joe Rohde's tweet. I know, Adam, you've become best buds with him. But, um, <laughs> Adam's having Thanksgiving there this year. That's mm-hmm. what he told me. <laughs> oh so if you're on Twitter, I encourage you, and you're interested in this, I encourage you to follow Joe Rohde because he has started tweeting more about it recently. So awesome. Yeah, it is. I think it's going to be great. I, I'm a person who, okay, I think Castaway Key is amazing, but the ship is so nice, I always want to stay on the ship. So, like, I might go off for a couple of hours and then, you know. Crystal, have you done a cruise yet? Yes. Okay. I, I have. I've been to Castaway Key. Okay. Did you like it or did you, were you like, I can't leave this ship? I loved it. Okay. I thought it was like paradise found. It is. 
Well, it's like the perfect beach. You know, it's super clean. There's towels nearby that you can have. And you don't have to pay anything extra. It's already included with your cost of the cruise. So unlike every other port you're going to stop in, if you want to go to the beach, you're going to either have to pay for the excursion or some sort of transportation to get there wherever you stop. Whereas, you know, at Castaway Key, it's already included your food, all the food on the island. It's just easy. It's like you're all inclusive for the day. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's kind of what I was going to say. It was is like, it's it's everything you you want and could imagine in an island. You're on this amazing ship. You get off onto this gorgeous, beautiful Caribbean island, and you just walk around, and it's beautiful and safe. And there's just pineapple and watermelon and drinks and water and people handing you towels and yeah it's just like <laughs> yeah that's basically you know it's I don't I don't see how anyone could not love that idea it's like here here here's this beautiful place we're going to leave you here relax enjoy can I slice you some mango while you lay here on beach chair like staring out into the ocean oh my god it's nice i'm 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 not a beach person i'm kind of not any fun though so there you go i do love the beach that is true but do you <laughs> find shade do you find shade there i think oh yeah i, mean, I, I always have to shade. find shade oh yeah there's plenty of shade there's plenty of spots to sit i don't think well okay so i've only been there i've been there on the fantasy i've been there on the dream and even with those bigger ships when they were full, I didn't notice that I had a hard time getting a beach chair. You know, like when I went to Alani, it was lovely, but it was hard to find a chair at the pool. But with, um, you know, with Castaway Key, there was plenty of room. So, and shade. Shade's important to me. I am the most pale person ever. So I have a special surprise. Liza is done helping her client. And so she's going to hop on and join us. Surprise! I just jumped out of a cake. Woo! <laughs> I always wanted to do that, but then I thought, nah, I don't think I'm going to do that. Okay. Why would you want to jump out of a cake? I don't know. You see those movies where they wheel the cake Like in the out? old days? Like in the 50s? Yeah, the 50s. You know, I think I watched a little too many reruns on Nick at Night. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you ever think to yourself, why is a lady, a scantily clad lady, jumping out of a cake like what's the reason for that i don't know because like blondes you know, don't jump out of cakes right why would you jump out of a cake why not something else why not a basket but a cake and then you can't eat the cake because it's not even a real cake is it it might be well i doubt it that okay kind of hard to do i i don't know it'd be better like, if it was a real cake you could do like a frame and have cake on the outside and then a I think that's what yeah. they did. I think it was mostly like frosting, but I don't know. It's just weird. Anyway. Okay. I, <laughs> file this away. Somebody write this down. When Adam gets married, we will plan his bachelor party and there will be a woman jumping out of a cake. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lady jumping out of a cake, but it's going to be like a 90 year old lady. That's what I was going to say. A woman in her 70s. Yes. Curlers. I might be in my Many 70s way. by then. Betty White. Betty White. Adam. <laughs> Stop objectifying me. Where's my handbag? You ripped my compression hose. 
<laughs> okay. All right. See, that's what happens when Liza gets on the show. Okay. All right. So Liza's got a got a little bit of a rumor, and we just want to stress it's a rumor. So if we're wrong, we're wrong. We apologize, but whatever. Go ahead, Liza. So the rumor is that Disney Cruise Line is set to release summer 2021 itineraries on February 24th. So normally Disney will announce the dates a few days before they're available to book. But I mean, this is pretty far in advance. So in the past, I think like, isn't it like Platinum Castaway Club members can book or Golden Oak residents, which we're not a part of yet. Chris, you need to get in there. I do. Um, you know, DVC members can book a little bit more in advance, but reservations will be available to the general public uh, on February 27th as a rumor. But we don't know. I don't know. It's all a rumor right now. So it is all a rumor. Do you know what's not a rumor? What? In, in summer 2021. Okay. Let me preface this by saying last this summer, summer 2020, they had two cruises that are going to Greece, which they really haven't done before. And one of those cruises, and we know that's near and dear to Crystal's heart, one of those cruises is actually going up into the to um, Dubrovnik. So it's going to be like an amazing cruise, right? It's like a nine-night cruise, very expensive. I priced it out and very quickly decided that wasn't happening. Um, <laughs> that ship is actually sold out, which is pretty unusual this early for a, a one of the magic cruises in the Mediterranean. So I guess based on the success about that, if you look, they've got ports scheduled for 2021 for four different port days in Athens, which means they're running at least four of those cruises, which are usually about a week long in June and July um, into Greece again. So they're doubling what they had done before. So should be interesting. Wow. I would love to do it. It's very, it's too <laughs> much money. I want to talk about, I want to know what islands they go to. Yeah, you could you could probably just check on the details DCL site and just click on the itineraries. It'll tell you. So I think it mainly, so because they start out in Rome, they're definitely doing like, you know, Rome and Pompeii. So they're not totally focused oh. on Greece. It's a lot of like Rome and Greece. So, and they are, like I said, going up into the Balkans and going to Dubrovnik and then coming back down. Oh, so. I see Piraeus, Athens. They, they list them here actually. Okay. Hmm see what we got here nice yeah um, that, i mean that's this is like yeah stops in piraeus the gateway to, with the which is athens okay uh, let's see olympia they basically oh and santorini mykonos and crete wow yeah they hit all the all the pretty you know we were just talking about this like with the other agents but wow they those are that's a that's a great itinerary that's yeah, it time. really is. And it, it sold out really fast. Um, not everything. I think there were still like inside cabins for quite a while. And I, I the final payment is actually, I only know this because one of my really good friends is going on it and I've been dying for the last year since she booked it. But um, she, she was saying that like they're, you know, like it's sold out so fast and that, um, but, you know, the final payment, like I said, is coming up. So I suspect you'll see some rooms opening up because people usually drop 
out of cruises before final payment, you know, but yeah, that would be a good one. And I was a little disappointed because I had hoped, you know, that they would sort of flip flop and switch to Northern Europe for June and July and then August and September go back down to the Mediterranean. But I guess they're going to stick with that schedule because our kids are in school by August. So we can never do any of the Northern European ones, which I would love to do. It says, Chris, I don't know, just quickly, um, it says that in in summer of 2020, although we're talking about 2021, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This is just talking about 2020 now. Sounds really nice. Okay. For our last story, I'm going to throw this over to Mr. Excitement. Adam, go ahead. What do you have? All right. So there is no date announced yet, but Disneyland will be adding... The Monsters, Inc. ride and Autotopia, which is their version of Tomorrowland Speedway, to Fastpass. This Autotopia used to have Fastpass, and then they removed it at some point, and now it's coming back. And they are bringing on Fastpass to Monsters, Inc. I was just there last week. I rode Monsters, Inc. It's a fun ride. It probably doesn't need Fastpass. And Autotopia, it usually does. I'm... Yeah, Autotopia, I've been on it. It does kind of get long, but... Yeah, you know, I could see I, the reason why I, why I think they're adding these fast passes is because they have to they're probably going to take other rides down for refurb and they want things to still be in the in the system. Like, for instance, Haunted Mansion, which has fast passes, is going to be down for a while. So they probably want to throw something in there because Haunted Mansion is going to be out. Indiana Jones is going to be going down for refurb for a little bit. That's another fast pass attraction that's going to be out. So I think they want to sort of cover, you know, to do like an even trade for those. And uh, because you have to pay for the MaxPass service in Disneyland $15 a day. Worth it. It yeah, is worth it, is. it. It is worth it, but maybe guests maybe have low satisfaction just because there aren't a lot of rides that take fast pass. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I'm glad Autotopia is back because theirs, per, honestly, is a trillion times better than the one at Disney World. I love Autotopia so much. It's like when the first time I wrote it in Disneyland, I was like, are you kidding me? What are we doing in Florida? Like, why aren't we doing this? This is so cute. And I love Monsters, Inc., but you're right, Adam. It is kind of hidden away in the back. If you are not looking for it, you'll walk right past it. You're not going to see it. It's kind of tucked in that little area back there. Where they used to have all the hippies dancing. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? For that you're talking thing about they like, used to do at Alice in Wonderland, about, Mad Hatter, yeah, Mad uh, Party. Yeah. All the hippies. <laughs> <laughs> Did like an old man just take over? I know. Well, <laughs> you know those I just, hippies I, are dancing again. <laughs> I have never been that person. I've always like I. My kid friends are going to like the clubs. I'm going to bingo. I'm not playing. So that's just not me. I'm just kind of like hmm, hippies. So, but the Monsters Inc. ride, it's it's tucked away back I there. You it. can't really find it sometimes if you're not looking for it. But I know exactly where it is because I love that ride because Roz is the star of the show. She really <laughs> is. They should have a. Okay, first of all, I've always thought, and I think Adam and I talked about this a long time ago on the show, that the best thing ever would be an origin story for Roz. I mean, how did she get there? How did she get such an amazing sense of style with the cat eye glasses and the red lips? I mean, I love it. And how did she get her job in the – because she is the lead of whatever that investigative company is that 
But she's a secretary. No, she is in charge of the... She gets water news out of that... Arrested. Get out, right? She's head of, like, the Monsters FBI. Yeah, yeah. So, how did she get that job? Like, we we need all of these things these questions answered yeah we need to have know I, these things have i done my Roz impersonation for you <gasps> no, no you have to do, do it, it right, right now, now. I, I this is the only thing i can impersonate okay hold on i gotta get get it together hold on <laughs> mike wazowski always watching that's pretty good actually <laughs> like it accurate so Sorry, there you go. I'm as red as a tomato. That was good. <laughs> I'm surprised you were able to get rid of your southern accent to do that. Well, it's real, it's real nasal. So, you know, I can, I don't know. But I do that to my son all the time. I'll go, watching, always watching. Oh, I'm sure he's going to love that in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I love Roz, man. She's the best. She's like a big slug. I don't know what she is. And I like the I like the monster. It's oh googly bear. What Whatever that name? one is. Yeah, I like her too. Mushy the lady. Mike Wazowski on my birthday. Yeah, her. So it was Mike's girlfriend. Whatever. She's a maybe. great figure. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's like twenty seven eyeballs. But yeah, that's a great ride. Yeah, I think that the I think you're right, Adam. I think they just needed to find something else to put fast passes on because they will close these other attractions down. And if you're going to be asking a guest to pay an additional $15 a day, you better have some some rides for them to use it on. This is when it comes in handy to have an accountant on the podcast. You know, most of the time with Adam, I'm like, okay, he's all right. But when we have stuff like this come up, I'm always, you know, like, yeah, it's good to have him around. That's right. That's what his Thank mom you. says. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you appreciate it? Okay. I'm going to close up the show right now. If you are traveling anytime soon, we are sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. Head on over to MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. We would love to help you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on our private Facebook group. Feel free to join us. We'd love to chat with you about Disney or, you know, pretty much anything else, probably. Good Maybe. night.